We met on the gram, became instant BFFs, and we're two girls here to empower women to be self-reliant. Hey, I'm Amy, founder of Alexo Athletica. And I'm Emily, the creator of Stami Tactical. And we are Not, Not Your, Your Average, Average Gun, Gun Girls. Girls. We're calling on our friends, industry insiders, and speaking to people about major moments in their lives. We talk guns, personal safety, share lifestyle tips, and everything in between. So grab your coffee or your vav because you, you can, can sit with, with us. of Not Your Average Gun Girls. We're so happy to be back. We're so happy to have you guys always listening and following us on social media and subscribing to our YouTube channel. And we love it when you leave us reviews on Apple Podcasts and subscribe. It's a really um, easy and simple way to support the show. We really enjoy doing this and, and bringing you guys this information and sharing all these great guests that we have with you like today's guest who we have coming up Amy oh we have a very another Dallasite oh another exciting Dallas guest with us today we have Sarah Zubiat Bennett she is the founder and CEO of Zubies and the co-founder of DallasExpress.com and she has an incredible story I can't wait to share with all of you let's get into it oh my god ladies I'm dragging I've been this is you dragging oh girl it is me dragging I know I have bounds of energy normally, but right it. now Where I'm like, can I get your I don't know. pre-caffeine energy? I would like that. <laughs> well, this well because you've been kind of talking about on your stories that like you're going through a journey right now with like yes. a functional medicine. Yes. How's that oh, going? Functional medicine, yes, ma'am. I've done that. Yeah. It's going okay. I'm doing this like ten day hormone detox flush, and it's just like I haven't had coffee in like forever. I Not know. forever. It's You're been like woman. five days, but well, I it stopped feels on like the forever. way, and I'm like, can I get you a coffee? She's like, I'm not drinking coffee. I'm like. <laughs> is, there, is something wrong that I need to know about? Life like what's is going wrong. on? My body is wrong. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I, I can delve into that for a long time. So you've done you've gone through the functional medicine yes. like process. 17 vials of blood yes. and then all the like, you know, supplements that you have to mm-hmm. take and then all of the but I've I've moved away from it a little bit. Really? Why? Uh-huh. Um only because these uh, flushes kind mm-hmm. of the the IV, the like hello like hydration yeah. that I've been oh, using, okay, the yeah. kind of, I get that twice a month and, but it's, you know, it's, it's insane. It's such a commitment. It's like 550 bucks a time. Yeah. All it's, of these d- new, like the ozone type yeah. saunas, the infrared saunas, the hydrations. Like, I just bought a sauna for the house. I'm oh so my gosh. Insane. Like they all are awesome and I want to yes. do them. And then all of a sudden you get in and it's like, oh, this one's $300. This one's $500. And like, you want to go multiple times a month and it's like. I uh, can't afford. That's too much. I know it's it's stupid. So you just bought a sauna for your house? Yeah, it's the infrared, the infrared yes, sauna. Yes, yes, it is. So, so do we you... should have been podcasting from the sauna. Oh my gosh, I'm, that I'm would serious. be kind of funny. It's, like zoom in from <laughs> zoom you in from the infrared sauna. Are you one sauna? of the ones that like? No, it's head? it's you walk into okay. it. It's a oh, it's a stand up one. It's like a room. Uh huh. Not not this big, but it's maybe from like there to. There. So do you do, we just, we, have, we haven't set on, it up yet, but really, uh-huh. well, we We've had another guy it. on not too long ago that was, I mean, he's into all this. I feel like it's a big, it's a huge trend right now. I mean, people are really For starting sure. to find alternative ways mm-hmm. to get healthy Correct. and you know, you're hearing about the infrared saunas, you're hearing about grounding, yes. getting the yes. negative ions yes. out yes. of your body yes. and all this stuff. And so then on top of that, do you do like the, um, shocking your body with extreme heat and extreme cold, cold. Do you do that every morning? Um, I do not, but that's going to be my January 1st commitment. So you have to gear up. You're already talking about January 1. Because for for me, I've, yeah, it's kind of that long-term 
okay, what am I going to do to kind of elevate it a little bit more? I've been so disciplined as far as this particular regimen, but I need to do so, this really the next thing. So it's gear. the breathing. Yeah. It's the breathing. I went to this really great, um, it was like a, it was a business seminar, but they incorporated, um, health into it and, and yeah. some other things. And oh, yeah. that was one of the things that he was talking about. He's like, okay, we're all going to get up and do our, our breath exercises. And then you're mm-hmm. going to do a 20 minute, you know, muscle workout to get your muscles activated. And then you're going to jump in an ice bath. That's so right. I was all geared up. Oh, I yeah. said, I'm going to do this. I can't wait. I'm going to go get my ice, dump it in a no bathtub in my hotel room. <laughs> B, when I get in there, the cold water didn't work. So no. I was like, I guess it's not meant to be. I tried. But you know, you're in the moment when you're all geared up so. to go do it. Yes. How long do you do your cold plunges for? Um, not long. Okay. It's like a good minute and a half. That, I feel like that is that's a long time when well, you're in the no, cold. I mean, yeah. I, I've known some people who are like, oh, I do five minutes, and I'm like, hell no, I'm, I'm so. Well, what's Wim Hof? He's like up yeah. to two yeah. hours oh, at, at this no. point. And, like... and I don't have five minutes to spare. <laughs> yeah, no, no. <laughs> so, your January, <laughs> time for that. so your January Insanely one goal, busy. you're going to start doing cold plunges every day. So do, are right. you going to get a trough? Or are you going to get like a. Eventually, we're renovating yeah. our whole home. And so. I want one next to our, where our jacuzzi will be by the pool. And yeah. but the first of January, our, our pool is freezing. That's yeah, yeah, you can true. just cold so, plunge right But there. you know, we have a, I have a nice size tub and, but it's just going to be a whole thing in the morning. I know. Yeah. Like getting up in the, but, but I do love what they say when you set your intention that that's <laughs> what you're going to do. Right. Amen. Everything do else <laughs> that you encounter for the yes. rest of the day cannot be as exactly. bad as jumping into a freezing oh cold gosh. pool in the morning. So I can see how that absolutely helps set the rest of the day. And like when yeah. you think about it, it, like we were saying like a minute and a half, like that seems long, but in the, in the, it's really not that long. No, it's not. But when you're in it, and to put yourself in that discomfort, the start of your day, mm-hmm. like you said, boom, yeah, you can handle all discomfort all damn day. Well, I like that that mindset and that how yes. you frame that because I think that's so important. I don't think people Absolutely. think about it like that. No, I they love don't. Discomfort. The people who the people. Well, no, it's good though because the people who are comfortable <laughs> being uncomfortable yes. are going are the survivors. That's and they're right. and I'm assuming though that this mindset has probably been with you for your entire life uh, from birth. <laughs> from birth, I'm like, right? It is, it is. But yeah, it's it's insane. Oh, I have a good sh- story to share on the on the show later. It's oh, good. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we always, well, I'm, I'm also guessing. So, uh, you know, we are here with the CEO and founder of Zubies. Oh, awesome. Awesome product. And I love that. I mean, it did it start in Dallas. It's a, do you yeah. consider it a Dallas company? I, you know, I certainly do because okay. I got my start at the Dallas farmer's market. I love that. Yeah. 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 And I started selling it out of my car. Oh and, my gosh. Oh what? yes, yes, yes. It was a, Tell us the story. Like what? Um, like okay, okay. yes. Like right, I, right. I want to hear about this. Okay. Okay. So I'll I'll try and boil it down real quick. Um, whatever you want. No, I, I I'm passionate about health, about food. You know, I had some work done. Well, I was at the YMCA for a period of time doing development, trying to build the rice school, doing the capital formation work for that, all the fundraising. But after that, I thought, oh, I need I need to do more in the health space. It's my passion. My parents' felt health is failing. Um, I'm adopted. So they're, you know, they were in their mid forties whenever they adopted me. But, um, in seeing my mother's Parkinson's get worse and worse, I started looking at degenerative diseases, the best way to kind of combat all of these horrible Mm -hmm. diseases and onset of type two diabetes, what have you, um, early. 
So then I thought, okay, well, if I can start creating products or food that one passes a litmus, litmus test of my parents back home yeah. and just swaps out Latin staples at the table, you know, highly, well, plant-based mm-hmm. vegetables, uh, not the cholesterol that you're exposed to and dairy. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a, I mean, dairy intolerance slightly. I love, I love cheese. <laughs> but, um, so those were kind of the inspirations for me starting it. But of course, first and foremost, it had to be delicious. So I started yeah, with because your salsa. parents, like they yes. did, oh, what, what were they eating Prior to that, that you're like, oh, I'm gonna oh have it's to lard, yeah. lard base, frijoles, like the beans. Oh, yeah. I mean, it is, yeah. yes, it is. I mean, the real deal, darn good, mm-hmm. but it's still, you know. Yeah. Yep. So I, there was a sour cream, creamy jalapeno base <sighs> sauce, basically, yeah. that we always loved and enjoyed. So I launched my creamy jalapeno dip and sauce and also well the original was my mom's salsa which you know i started selling at the farmer's market Mm -hmm. then the crema de jalapeno then the queso and they're all top eight allergen free plant-based and anyone can eat them people who have nut allergies so there's no dairy no soy no gluten no you know all of the top eight allergens Mm -hmm. totally free of them what just deliciousness yes and so it's good for you it's delicious it's my passion what what make what makes it so different than the other sauces that you can go and get on the shelf? Great question. So if you're looking at the red salsa itself, just that original one, there's a higher percentage of the better for you ingredients, higher cilantro, the cumin, the cayenne, those things are really going to help to flush out toxins, what we were just talking about Mm -hmm. before the show. And in doing that, it really jumpstarts your digestive system, all Mm -hmm. that beautiful stuff where a lot of people, it's really watered down. Mm -hmm. It's the cheaper ingredients and you know, so the price point is a tad bit higher, but it's so it's worth it. Good yeah. for you. And then, as far as the crema and the queso, um, most plant-based products are nut-based, mm-hmm. and for me, it was a really kind of the weeding out of nuts. So we really? have quinoa in the products to help it stick together better. I have absolutely no junk, no additives, none of that stuff so in my products. So quinoa gets creamy. That's the when you when it's emulsified. So when yeah. it, you have to. Place it under high heat. Yeah, blend it under How'd really high heat. How do you figure that out? Or were you just like, like how long does it take you <laughs> to figure that I mean, out? How many you know, test recipes and a lot of test recipes? But I, I, I'm very, very left brain. I love quantitative analysis and things of that sort. So it didn't seem like research. Yeah, it was just more. All right, this is intuitively what you can do to, you know, bind something mm-hmm. because of its composition. And so I guess I had a lot of that baseline knowledge that was really helpful, Mm -hmm. but I, I I don't know. I I love it. That's so interesting. So when did y'all launch the the cream line? The crema? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The crema and the queso. Um, that was in 2018 and 2019. Okay. And I launched into retail stores in 2017. So wow. you're selling out of the back of your car the salsa first? Well, no, whenever the twins were born. So oh, I left okay. Finance. Um, I was, yes, working in a proprietary mutual fund, vice president of investments, development, all this stuff. And so from there, I told everyone, listen, I'm leaving when the twins are born. I couldn't really stay at home. And I thought, okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I did for, <laughs> I gave it a good four to six months, but um at the time, uh, you know, their dad, Lou, he would come home and then I'd go to some one hour kitchen in Garland, 
make everything, sell it at the farmer's market, sell it out of the trunk of my car to a whole bunch of mom friends at the North Dallas Early Childhood PTA. And so it just started growing and growing and growing and growing. And it was, yeah. I love that. I, well, because I love the, did you grow up in Texas? Yes. Okay. El Paso. El Paso. And Juarez. So, and it Juarez. Was, yeah, yeah, both. The well, border. I love that because I'm like, that's like, that's the American dream. Mm-hmm. And I keep wondering these days. I mean, because we still hear success stories from entrepreneurs yes. of people that are, you yes. know, selling out of the back of their car and, and grow these big companies. But like, do you feel like the American dream is still alive and oh, attainable? God, yes. Yes. And I wish more people would tell those stories. Um, Monty, my husband, he's you know, this kind of highly successful man. And I told him, listen, I come from really humble beginnings. I've worked to amass a lot on my own, but you know, mind you, my background is very humble. So like I told you, I was given it for adoption at birth because my birth mom could not afford to keep me. So she gave me up for adoption. And then she was, she went back to my siblings who were in Mexico. They eventually became citizens, moved to the U S I mean, they grew up in poverty. Mm-hmm. I mean, tough. So she's the only one of her siblings. My birth mom came over, you know, she's an entrepreneur, she's a barber, you know, just all this fun stuff. But my siblings had to, you know, put themselves through college. Now you would never know that they were raised the way they were. When, if you were to meet them, if you were to meet them today, you would say, all right, they're all from the same. Really? uh, Upbringing. Yeah. Yeah. In many respects, because like my brother is an example. He was the first executive vice president, national oil of Arco to be as young as he was. He put himself through university of Houston while working 40 to 50 hours a week. I mean, it's like we grind. Mm -hmm. And I met my birth family when I was 19. So I didn't know who they, but when I met them, I was like, Oh my God, we're all these like very intense (laughs) over the top people. But it's heck yes. When you have that fire in your belly, Mm -hmm. it, can do so much, yeah. which is why Monty's like, oh my God, you guys are the American dream. And that's I'm amazing. Like, oh. And you're right. Like we do need to hear more of those stories yes. because we just, yes. we don't. And, and I'm just like, why, why are these not the stories that we're telling? Why does it always have to be that everybody is, everyone's a victim. Mm-hmm. Everybody needs a handout. And we all know that government handouts don't actually work. Uh, make you successful or wealthy. Correct. They keep you dependent on somebody else. And so, yeah, but um, if they share the stories of the American dream of people actually waking up and mm-hmm. deciding they want to make their life better and do something better for their, their family, that means that we are, those people are thinking on their own and are no longer going to need the government to help them. And they don't want to share those stories because stories like yours and all the other people out there who are trying to make a better life. I mean, that's inspiring. That's what people mm-hmm. want to hear. That's what people need to hear. But keeping that information quiet is doesn't do any good for for the narrative of making. Well, we say that the with world, this show, right? But we say the same thing because we're like, look, why why are there so many shows like Dateline? Like, why does yeah. every show and news story end with and they died? You know, and they, <laughs> they died. They don't give you. They don't give want you a glimmer of the stories yeah. of women yeah. protecting themselves or, or fighting off the predator. Like they don't want you to feel empowered. They, they want you to feel empowered the way they want you mm-hmm. to feel empowered, uh-huh. but they don't want you to feel empowered because then that well, that's going to cancel all their shows. If every that's woman right. fought off and carried a self defense tool and we didn't have any more Dateline, well, you know, then of we course. it's taking away yeah, from yeah, their, too, their. That's their also money. why they're you know. The, 
the big tech companies are also and bought and paid and whatever by by different government agencies are censoring so much on social too is because social gives everyone the opportunity to share those stories to talk freely or freely you know yeah. as much as, <laughs> as free as possible um, about what they've done and mm-hmm. where they're growing and what they're what they're doing and that I think that's one of the better things that has occurred through social media is that mm-hmm. these stories can be shared because there's so many, there's been, I'm sure you guys like books that I've learned about that I never even knew about because I've randomly, you know, was following sure. somebody on social media. And I'm like, Oh, this is a great story about mm-hmm. X, Y, Z that I want to learn about. And it's just like, wow, I would have never have found out about this person. Correct. And it just can change your mindset and put your path and your life in a whole nother direction. I think it's important that people, that's why we shows like ours and, you know, mm-hmm. women need to be out there like sharing and always talking about this stuff. Well, you guys have, you've done something about this too. Yes. With, I mean, with, with your own media mm-hmm. outlet. Yes. I mean, yes. cause Dallas cause, Express. Yes. Yeah. We launched it on my birthday a year and a half ago and yes. Yeah, so we, Founded at Monty's the publisher. What led you to want yeah, what, what, oh to launch your media? It was, it was actually the constant complaining that occurred between us. <laughs> I think, and you know, all of our friends. Just my gosh, why is there not? A, why is there no news available that truly mm-hmm. is balanced? Truly, yeah. I mean, that gives you opinions from the left, opinions from the right. In fact, presented fashion um no anonymous sources is the most important wow. piece yeah. in my opinion because you know journalism is so um in flux these days mm-hmm. whether people want to admit it or not but it's difficult because with anonymous sources I, i'm not one to say that someone has integrity or not but to make sure that that is eliminated mm-hmm. right that that one variable piece mm-hmm. all right um Yep. They have to have integrity because it's tied to the source. Yep. Um, yeah, so it is fact-based. And of course, we have opinions mm-hmm. from Democratic leaders, from Republican leaders, but it still gives people balance. And what's the response been like? It's incredible. Um, we now have more subscribers than the Dallas Morning News. Wow. Is it is it in print? No. Okay. Nope. Nope. It is not in print. It is only DallasExpress.com and uh it's free. Mm-hmm. So it's a nonprofit. And yeah, it's, it's super special. So go subscribe. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please subscribe. It's free. And that's in your inbox every morning. And we cover things that other news outlets won't cover. Is it uh, just local? It is. News, news stories. There are some national, somewhat global, uh, influences there, but it's, it's primarily Dallas based. Mm -hmm. Love it. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, that's amazing. And then I also wanted to hit on something really quick that you were saying too about, so you grew up in Juarez in, in El Paso. Yeah. Primarily El Paso. Yeah. So people kind of have this idea of Juarez as being like a really yeah. dangerous. It is dangerous. It is. It is. And, but here's the thing when I was being raised, um, there, oh my God, it was beautiful. I might even shed a tear. I'm <sighs> serious because it was so special. You could cross the border and feel at home there. I, you know, I grew up at my friend's homes there at, you know, my dad's workplaces there at, um, you know, partying there. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it is what it is, but it was a, an incredible experience. The food it's Mexico. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then, um, in high school, a bunch of women 
started disappearing. The cartel got, I mean, they just ran amok and started destroying businesses and people's lives. Uh, the Campestre, which was kind of an older, uh, what is it called? Like a country club area. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that was totally decimated. So all of these lovely places were just crushed by all That's of the disgusting mm-hmm. corruption. And so it quickly changed. And now I shared actually an article on one of my stories the other day from Dallas Express that talks about Mexico increasingly becoming just more and more violent. El Paso is one of the safest cities in the country. I did not know that. Yes, but Juarez is one of the most dangerous cities now in the world. Hmm. And did did anything ever happen there that got you starting to think about your own personal safety and taking that into your own hands? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So what happened? um, I was actually jumped um, and, you know, whatever you kind of, I don't know, I guess expect it, but yeah, my friend Bridget and I were leaving this um, club that we frequented, um, La Serata, and it was just such a fun place for all of us. And lo and behold, yep, we were jumped. Uh, How old were you? Uh, <laughs> probably Young. not old enough to keep going into La Serata. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, whatever. So. Yeah, I was young enough, yeah. you know, but, but still, so she ran, I told her leave, run, run. I just told her run because I thought, okay, I can run fast. So I, and yeah, so I certainly got a few debilitating punches in, ripped off one of my heels, used that as kind of a, 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 a knife. Improvised weapon. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I guess. And so, um, but then at that point, you know, I hightailed it. I mean, I sprinted so quickly. And then there were some cholas and other, like, you know, some like gang mm-hmm. related stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it was never El Paso. Hmm. Um, one was right across the border and the other was right outside of this club. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's certainly, uh, dangerous circumstances that I was exposed so to. So after that, age, yeah. what, what did you, did you, did your mindset change? Did anything change within you that were like, Oh, I need to do something about my safety. Or is that just because you were on Juarez, you're like, well, this is just kind I, of, you know, it, it, it didn't, I I've always been very aware of my circumstances and surroundings and, but I knew that I needed more than just my own hands. Hmm. And, you know, and now thank goodness and being trained and keeping the training ongoing and just self-defense without mm-hmm. rep- weaponry. I, I know that I can take care of myself, but as far as having, <laughs> Uh, a weapon. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. And, yeah. and before actually, this is, this is crazy. Before I knew my birth mom, she, you know, in coming to the United States, working multiple jobs to keep food on the table, she was working at circle K and I guess someone came in to rob the place. She fought him off. She had a gun. She chased the man out of there. I mean, the woman is tough, tough. as nails, <laughs> just, I, and she's tiny, you know, a little lady, but there's, I, I don't know. So it's, so that yeah. obviously got passed down. Well, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I guess that the fighter in me was always yeah. there. And, yeah. But so yeah, of course that was just more common sense. I keep yeah. thinking that, but I keep thinking if more people, I know when you fight back, obviously there's a greater risk that something might happen to you, which is why I understand mm-hmm. like why people don't do it. But I'm like, I feel like these criminals, like that there's crime is on the rise across yep. the country in general. Yep. And they, 
almost instinctively know that no one's going to do anything about it. That's right. They don't think anyone's going to fight back. They they're just like, meh, I'm not even going to go to jail. I'm just going to take whatever right. I want right. and, and leave this place. And I'm like, guys, if more people fought back, we say that same with women. If more women fought back and had self-defense tools, I really believe that we would see less um, of this absolutely. happen. But also we know that it typically happens in places where women don't have the same access to certain types of tools yes. than other women do. You know, I mean, it, it happens here in Dallas. We have constitutional carry People know a lot of women carry their firearms now, and I think more and more are, and it still happens here too, but you definitely mm -hmm. see it on the rise too in, in states where women don't have the same access to even certain types of pepper spray or pepper right. gel. Or, uh, uh, yes, you I, know? I walk around with mine everywhere, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but you're right, and what's so tough is that, I mean, I've, I've always had higher levels of testosterone, which is really <laughs> difficult in my hormonal you know, pregnancy world, but anyways, so it... I know that most of my girlfriends are just, they're not like me in that respect hmm. where they're not just born fighters, if mm -hmm. you will. Mm -hmm. And I would never go looking for trouble right. ever. I am such a lover and a peacemaker, <laughs> but I'm like, just don't corner me and, yeah. and we'll be right. okay. Mm -hmm. um, but so I really try and encourage my girlfriends to just know that these statistics are changing, but unfortunately, socially, there's such a stigma mm -hmm. surrounding guns. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I tell people, I'm like, look at Russia. Guns are disallowed. It is illegal. Yep. And look at the crime. Mm -hmm. It is higher. There mm -hmm. are more deaths yep. because of non-gun related murders and, and harm. Yep. And it's very easy to make a, a bomb. Right. Come on. I mean, anyone can make a bomb. Right. Out of just household products. Criminals just, don't need guns. No, They're going to use right. whatever no. they can. And that's what I'm trying to tell people. Yeah. You know, pe there are dangerous people everywhere. Mm -hmm. And if we lived in a utopian society, sure, gun control might be nice, whatever, but we don't. Right. There will be governmental overreach. There will be loss of our rights, ability to protect ourselves. And so then I start spiraling thinking all of my girlfriends who are, you know, even guy friends who are could be placed in a, in a, uh, who are victims, who are targets. Uh -huh. Um, it, it just renders them helpless. Yeah. And for that reason alone, I just, I wish to God that stigma would not be spread so rapidly and voraciously across all of the outlets. Well, that's what it takes though. I know, it I takes know. the normal, rational thinkers yeah. to continue. I think the most important communication is the one-on-one -on -one conversations yeah. that you have with your friends. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're trying to do our part here with the show and, and get the message out, but I'm like, until your friends see you, mm -hmm. this normal, beautiful, mm -hmm. strong, Thank entrepreneurial you. woman who like the gun doesn't define you no, by any means. Right? <laughs> it's no. not the only thing about your life, but guess what? You will take care of yourself. Totally. It's having those conversations and being that person that they can go to, to talk about these right. kind of things. And because I think those conversations aren't, we, we know that those conversations among women aren't happening enough because even like we've heard through social oh, media and things like that. Mm -hmm. yeah, it's, and it's, it's horrible to think of one of my friends or my 
mm-hmm. family. Oh, it's something happening it's to them. Awful. Yeah. yeah. But women don't traditionally go and grab a drink or go and grab coffee and talk Correct. about guns and self-protection. Correct. That's exactly you know? right. That's exactly like, it's, right. It's not something that we don't usually talk about it until something does happen. There's to something, them. yeah, something there happens to them. That's right. A friend or there's something in the news right. and you start talking about it. But even then I feel like sometimes and if there's something that in the news that triggers a conversation depending mm-hmm. on depending on those women. If the women have never even talked about personal protection, they're just kind of talking about, you know, the victim and how awful that was. And mm-hmm. then they talk about, oh, well, they had a gun. They shouldn't have had a gun. It's never then. Yeah. It's going back to kind of yeah. like the dateline. Well, this is what happened. Then they died. Well, totally. what happened what on the do? view? Totally. You, on the view, they sat and talked for an entire segment about how Elijah shouldn't have had a gun. I know. To stop the mass shooter at the mall instead of talking about the criminal that brought the AR-15 in there. So it's like you start to feel um, like you're the villain for being the hero. And, you know, you shared a really interesting story with me at the MCBA luncheon. Um, Do you mind sharing that with our audience? And then have you told your women friends this story? And does that start any conversations? It it does. Okay. So tell (laughs) us what happened. It does. Um, Okay. So uh, we have a ranch in East Texas and we go there almost every weekend. So the twins and I were leaving Dallas. We were in horrible traffic because after carpool, you know, it's, it was a lot. So we were heading East on 175. We had to make a bathroom stop. It was like 911 bathroom. Uh, so we exited in South Dallas and I thought, oh my gosh, the YMCA in South Dallas, my old friend, Rodrigo Ross, she used to be the, like the branch manager there. And I've always felt safe in a YMCA just there. It's such a special place. And I thought, you know, all right, I might be going into ghetto territory, but you know, or, you know, I mean, unsafe territory, but we went and was it day, I, daytime or it nighttime? Daytime. It was daytime. Okay. And, and this is totally my fault. And I feel just so ridiculous for not catching it earlier. I needed gas. I needed gasoline. And I thought, oh my God, I've been running around like a crazy fool and I haven't filled up with gas. That's all right. There's got to be a place near here. So I asked this lovely security lady at uh, the Y and I said, hey, can you please point me to the closest gas station? Yes. Oh gosh. You know, honey, let me, let me drive you over there. And I said, no, I'm fine. Just tell me where it is. No, no, I I'm going to drive you. Uh, you, you, you don't need to be going over there by yourself. And I said, really? I, I I think we're okay. Um, anyway, so she winds up, uh, I follow her and she leaves a Y we go to this gas station. The twins are in the back. They're kind of doing their homework, uh, on their tablets reading. And so we pull up in this gas station. Uh, this is uh, right around COVID. So they're all having to wear masks, all that oh, stuff. Yeah. So this guy comes out of the gas station. So there's basically two men, one guy walking out of the gas station and another one who was filling up in his car. And he, he makes a phone call and he's talking about the car, the Escalade. Uh, I, I drive you can Escalade. hear him. I can hear him. My, my windows are rolled up and I thought, okay, he's not even trying to hide the fact that he's making a call about my Escalade. <sighs> then I see this guy walking out and immediately I thought, they're, they're okay, this call is about me and they're right here. <laughs> this man over here, huge dude, just big old guy. The one that walks out, you know, he has like wild dreads, a mask that covers like a lot more I'm than right. what a COVID mask would. Yeah. And I just thought, oh my God, it's kind of one of those yeah. gators. And so, um, anyway, so she said, stay in the car. 
the security, the security. Off, okay. And she was like, honey, this is my, this is my home. I, I got it. And I said, well, I got it too. So then immediately I, I opened my glove box. I, t- I take out my, my 45 and it's, so it's sitting kind of right on my, on my console. And you know, I hand her whatever cash she walk, she goes in for me. If I didn't have her, I would have just risked stalling on the highway. Mm-hmm. Um, so she goes in and the twins are in the back and they said, mommy, what's going on? Then this guy starts walking up to the car and he's like, you have an oil leak. You have an oil leak, ma'am. You, you got to get out of the car. And, and, <sighs> and so I was like, ha, here we go. So she's inside paying. This man's over here talking about an oil leak. And I said, step away from the car. But of course I'm, I'm speaking a little loudly. Yeah. And I said, kids, Bend down, put your uh, head between your knees. Because I thought if he, for whatever reason, tries to open any of these doors, you know, breaks the glass, I don't want my kids' faces getting, I mean, I I was just, you know. Yeah. So I was like, just cover up. Smart. And so. (laughs) Quick thinking. (laughs) So, you know, they're back there like this. Mommy. And I said, stop talking. I need to focus. I love you. Stop talking. We're going to be safe. And so at this point, uh, yeah, so he's, he, he's right over here. Then he kind of walks over to the passenger window. He's peering in and then he starts like knocking. You got to get out. So finally I was just like back up from the car, get like back up. Yeah. And so you have then, your hand on your gun at this oh, point. Oh yeah. At this yeah. point, my hands on my gun safety's off. And I was like, just don't, yeah. Cause, cause, I don't want to do this. Oh yeah. Cause he, I mean, immediately he could have mm-hmm. broken the glass, right. tried sure. to pull a gun on me. Sure. So I'm like, uh, uh-uh. And yeah, so he's kind of talking, whatever. Then he's like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. So then he walks over to his buddy. She And there was this long line inside. And at that point I thought, oh my God, I need like 10 bucks of gas. Just get, get, get just something yeah. in so I can get out. So she comes out, she starts pumping the gas at this time. He walks back from his friend and the friend kind of comes up on the driver's side and he starts casing the car. So at this point, I'm literally like this and it's super tinted in the back. So he can't see that I'm, you know, kind of following him along like this because I'm like, don't just don't don't try. Yeah. Me. So um, at that point, his friend sees me and he's like, get, get, get out, get out, get out, because I guess he saw me like yeah. doing this. <laughs> and so the guy backs up really quickly. And I just at that point, I kind of shouted through the car. I said, I'm driving off. And yeah. she's like, go, go, go. So I shoved the car. I, I don't even know if the gas cap was, <laughs> but it, it was. Cause I just told her five bucks, 10 bucks, just get me out of here. Yeah. And so I go speeding off. The larger guy gets in the car, starts chasing Stop me. Stop it. I swear. You didn't tell me this part. And yes. then no. starts chasing. So then at this point I'm like, mm, my, my car can take some like a little bit more yeah. curbage. Yeah. <laughs> so at this point I kind of go over the media and I'm, but I was like, why is he chasing me? Yeah. Well, what is he going to do? Right. I'm clearly packing. Right. So I'm like, D-. but you know, I, I had some expletives in there whenever I was talking to that guy, I was like, just don't, don't yeah. F and try me. Yeah. I am not the woman. Yeah. And you know, I kind of had the death stare in my eyes and yeah. Mama bear like, came whoa, whoa. I thought to myself, Oh my God. And, uh, no. Did having that gun give you more confidence to yes. address them in that way? Because, I mean, I think about this all the time. I'm oh like, the, 
even though we don't want to use our firearm no. if we don't want to. That but is it, last resort. But it like it helps you portray another level of confidence to me that like says I mean business totally. and you better well, get away from here. They don't expect women to be carrying guns. Correct. Period. They they look at women as being easy targets. And I'm and short. So they don't expect. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I'm, yeah. They don't expect it. So when they see it, they're a lot more taken aback by that. But like, what what would you have done if you didn't have have a yeah. gun? Like they. That have you situation. thought through that? Have oh, you thought through sure. that? So, and so, and what, what, where does your mind go? Um, I would have just put it in driving, like I said, stalled. Yeah. But you know, the only reason I thought maybe they were following me because they thought I, I was going to stall mm-hmm. or something, or the, the guy was following me, not both of them. But that was the only reason mm-hmm. that made any sense. But then again, these people don't really think no. clearly. Uh-uh. So how no. long did he, what, like, how long did he follow you not for? Long. Two just, minutes. And then just yeah. went on his way. Yeah. But so again, he, he didn't hop the medium. He, he medium. He was in a smaller car. <laughs> and so, yeah. I can't at that, do that point, I was like, mm. and my husband was so furious. I was about oh, to say, I... how did Monty react with? Oh, my <laughs> it's God. It's going to go back down there. I got to the house. Uh, you know, I, I didn't call him yeah. on the way to the house. I was like, this is a story to tell him in person. <laughs> and so, he, you know, he was like, why did you not call me when you had gone to the bathroom? Why? I would have. And I said, what could you have done? What are you going to do? Yeah. Like brought me a gas tank. <laughs> and you know what he said? He was like, I would have had someone come out yeah. with gas and put it in your car. And I was like, oh, of course I didn't think about that. Yeah, but I mean. But <laughs> <laughs> you can only think about so many right. scenarios here, Sarah, to, <laughs> to get through all How of that. How are your kids <laughs> after that situation? Just like when you, when you finally are taking off and this guy's following you, are they... What's their demeanor? Are they panicked? Or so this brings yeah this this kind of I I'm a very emotional woman and so um, they asked me they said would you have have shot him and I said yes without hesitation hmm. and they were like why mommy and I said because he was there to do bad things if I thought if I was alone. It might have been different, hmm. but with you all, my most precious, yeah. valuable, earthly things. Yeah, they <laughs> I know. Yeah. Uh, and then they said, but mommy, that's, that's killing. And I said, that's self-defense. And I said, we have to be able to defend ourselves. And I said, and it is my fault for putting you in that situation, for filling up at this. Yeah. Yeah, it was tough. Uh, but what an impactful conversation yeah. to have with your children that I don't think enough parents are having with their kids. That's right. If we don't frame the conversation, someone's going to do it for us. And mm-hmm. we know who the majority of those yeah. people are. We know yeah. that they're going to get our children in victim mentality. They're going to get, they are going to harm, totally make our children be potentially harmed because of the mentality that they put them in. And, you know, I don't shy away from these conversations with my children. I I show them now when I, when I go running and I take it out, you know, my son, he's two and a half. He looks and I'm like, that is mommy's self-defense tool Mm -hmm. to protect you, Eleanor and myself. That's right. And I'm like, that's what I have to keep telling them every single day. Self-defense tool, self-defense tool. That's right. And because I need that in your, your, yes. You respect it. Mm -hmm. My kids are never to touch a gun yep. unless I am there guiding them, teaching them. Yep. I mean, they know they have a lot of respect for these weapons, but unfortunately 
the bad people just don't. And yep. had that been that school that my kids were in, oh. or, you know, it might not even been my kids. Like if it was one of my friend's kids, I may have gotten myself into that building and defended the, uh, l- let me, let me tell you. And it wouldn't have just been with a, a pistol, I know. you know, right. I, and I'm not joking. I would have broken a window, gotten in there and I don't care if I would have died. Mm-hmm. I would have gone down and I bet I'm a better aim than he is. I have better aim than he does. So I'm like, Mm-mm. that whole scenario. Yeah. I mean, uh, we, we always say like we could talk, do an so entire episode on that. Going alone. back to kind of leading into the story we were talking about like the conversations with women. Mm. So yeah, when you've shared this story with your girlfriends, what has yeah. there been their reaction? How, is Are you seeing that maybe it's kind of changing their mind or getting them to think about their personal safety? Momentarily. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's the, oh my God, I, I need to do that. You know, yes, it's something yes, that yes. I need that to do. That is 100% correct. And it's correct. the, right, that momentary shock, that situational, uh, view mm-hmm. that that live painted view but as you know it fades mm-hmm. so it's and then again so many of my girlfriends are anti-gun pro-gun control i mean mm. it's and for me i you know I, I i don't care that's their opinion but i will just say oh my god but what about in this situation what mm-hmm. about in that situation what do they say? help me understand how that very simple solution mm-hmm. of more control Right. is going to change the statistics that I have yeah. researched. And whenever I start talking in terms of statistics, right. it's, it's, it's hard to combat that unless, you know, for whatever reason right. they have something that they're, but it's momentary and mm-hmm. it's not lasting. And yeah. it's, it's our culture, which is, um, I, I, one person cannot counteract all of that. No, yeah, but you can hard. make a di- but we can yeah. make a difference. I, I think it's one of us mm-hmm. continuing to share stories, continue to talk about because I think we hear it all the time. Amy, everyone's like, "Oh yeah, you know, I really need to start caring." Like how many times, like we're hanging out oh, with some of our like, oh, "I really need to start every caring." Every time like, I so I have a group of friends. It's it's our tribe, and every dinner that we get together, what do you think they ask me? Can we put together a a, a gun course, a gun weekend? And I'm like, yes, we'll do it. But then, do you think they remind me and follow up again until like? the next six months when I see that, oh yeah, we really need to do that gun training. And I'm like, you know, maybe this is me dropping the ball because I'm not putting, I just need to put it together and I just need to do it for them because I think until they go out, get their hands on a firearm, get yeah. confident with it, they're never going to think it about this the way. Yeah. To be comfortable. Oh yeah. Yeah. It can't just be a one-time thing. It's so easy for me because I'm at the ranch mm-hmm. to walk to our shooting range to, right. I have a gun range on your ranch. Yeah. Oh, that's it's nice. amazing. And that's yeah. what I was about to offer. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason you want to host it at, at my ranch. I love it. Come on. That's that's super Let's easy. Get, we got it. Well, see, okay. Women love to do this stuff as a social event. Yes. I, I don't feel like, you know, guys are like, let's go get tactical training. Right. And a girl's like, Correct. if you tell them we're going to go get tactical training, you I think know. any of them are going to show up I and know. do that. No. But if we're like, let's have a social event around it. Or, or we're going to yes. shoot some guns or, yeah. and learn training. Yeah. Let's do some like. Let's but, have let's have this event, a cocktail afterwards, mm-hmm. but you can even call it a family defense. Yes. Right. 
a family defense event. I'm like, we we can do this. Like we can, and this is how, this is how we combat it. And we go and and we just do it on on the ground level and we're boots on the ground, like take action kind of people. And let's just go. We just need to go and get this done. Thank you for sharing your story. Yeah. Oh by my the gosh, way. of course. And I'm yeah. so glad that you don't shy away from it. And I am so thankful yeah. that a woman that is in your position that is making such a difference in this community and Thank across you. the country is Thank willing you. to mm-hmm. share this story. Because like That's you so said, important. we understand, we understand the pushback. We get the pushback too from people, but we're going to keep sharing these stories because it's important. And yeah, it's a different perspective on firearms and firearm ownership that Correct. we think the message needs to get out there Correct. to more and more people. So thank, thank you. you. Can so you much, please Sarah? tell our audience where to a go and buy this amazing salsa? And oh, I haven't tried, yeah, I haven't yeah, tried yeah, the other dips in the queso yet. So I'm oh, excited to give that. Mm-hmm. Are, are there any restaurants? No, but that's going to be changing. Well, cause oh. you know, my husband judges all of our Tex-Mex and Mexican <laughs> food places on no. how is their chips and queso. So seriously, and, oh, that's that's how we choose where we're gonna go eat. I mean, we are chips and queso and salsa fiends oh in our yeah. So if it's I gonna be in a restaurant, wait. we gotta go and and check it out. Absolutely, yeah. so you gotta let, you gotta oh let us know gosh, when that yes. drops. Yes, uh, it'll be within the next year. Awesome. So where can exciting. people find you and find Zubies and yes. like on social media and where can they yes. buy your products? Yes. yes. So websites eatzubi.com. It's eatzubi. Um, at eatzubi, but. Amazon, if for whatever reason they're just wanting quick delivery to the door, I'm in Sprouts across the country. We're in Whole Foods and Central Market locally. So there's okay. So I can't get any out in your car in the trunk yeah, of your car right now. <laughs> I need to start not selling it. I need to start doing it again just to give to people because people will ask me, "Oh my god, I'd love to try that." And that would be, you know, what I probably need to just start. have to like just keeping like, like well, but is it fra- like does it have to be refrigerated? No, no, oh, it's okay. in glass and, okay. and the way I fill it. Yeah. So the process yeah, you is just able to keep it in your it. car when you run into people. Yep, shelf stable. I mean, that's, that's, right. that's a staple item in it every is. Texan's oh, yeah. refrigerator is, is. and pantry. Like you have to yes. have good salsa for everything, even I vegetables. Like more. I love yeah. to put my celery in there and like yeah. just eat. And sometimes yeah. I'll just like spoonful. Oh, I love salsa. <laughs> oh my gosh, I, I eat it for lunch sometimes. Oh, yeah. It's awesome. I'm like, okay, I know it's in here. I know it has good vegetables. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Well, I love it. Well, Sarah, thank, thank you, you so much for thank joining you all us. So much for having me. Thank you. This and you guys go follow. Yes, go follow Sarah on all. We're gonna put this all in the show notes so you know where to get the salsas where to get the food and um yeah we just appreciate you coming on the show we'll see you guys next week not your average gun girl show and its related companies alexo athletica llc and stami tactical llc shares information that may potentially have legal implications for its listeners a reminder that laws vary for each state and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand applicable laws any items services products and advice mentioned during the not your average gun girl show should be used at your own discretion in accordance with your local and state laws and you should follow applicable manufacturer's instructions not your average gun girls alexo athletica llc and stami tactical llc cannot be held liable for your actions based on the information shared